last week, if you're here, we spoke about how uh, we, you and I, who are born again, who are children of God, we have at our disposal everything that belongs to God, everything. Not everything you need, but everything that belongs to God. And we prove to you again from another scriptures in Ephesians chapter 1, verse, um, can't remember the verse, that he had given us all spiritual blessings because we know that everything from money, health, finance, uh, job, career, everything comes from the spiritual. So all spiritual blessing means that God had given us everything. Unfortunately, most people don't feel like they have everything. In fact, many believers feel like they're poor, they're still sick, they're still as confused, their life is still quite chaotic, there's no progress, they don't feel like a child of God, a son of God, the son of the Most High, they certainly do not feel like everything is in their disposal. They feel poorer every day and struggling all along. In fact, if anything, they feel like a slave. There are many religious slaves out there. Rules and regulations. Wonder nobody wants to know about God because they've been, they've been had. They were told that in order for you to be closer to God, you need to be like slaves. You know, slaves, they follow rules, they have, and, but they have no power. Say it again. Slaves follow rules, but they have no power. Now, the reason they feel like slaves is because Jesus said, well, in his word, God, uh, last week we learned, and, and by the way, if you missed last week's service, I encourage you to go and check it out. Download it on podcasts or your Google Android podcast or YouTube. Uh, the, the sermon is recorded, both video and MP3. And so go ahead and review that because I'm going to be making a lot of reference, references to what we said last week. But the Word of God says that the reason why people feel believers feel like they are paupers, they're poor, they're still struggling, they don't feel like God, uh, uh, a son of God or a child of God or a king or, or have everything of the Father at their disposal is because they are what? They are babies. Babies, the Word of God says, though they are heir to everything in which you are, are like slaves. And so we learned last week is that how it is that you need to trans transform yourself and allow the Holy Spirit to transform you from being a babe, which is like a slave, to become full heir that you can exercise your authority. We say that the first thing is you really need the Word of God. The Word of God is doing a few things that I mentioned earlier. Number one is to give you faith so that you can understand how to live not under rules and regulations and laws and seasons and years and observing festivities, but that you understand that under grace, not works of yourself, but under His grace, you can live like a full son. So you see, it, when Jesus died on the cross 2,000 years ago and He rose from, again from the dead, the first century church understood that. That's what you see in the book of Acts, a lot of believers able to live even more powerful than Jesus was. You remember Jesus said that when I leave, you're going to do more than what I did. And they did. Many people got saved and even their shadow healed people. Jesus' shadow didn't heal anybody. But the disciples, their shadows were able to heal people, which is pretty amazing. And they were able to supernaturally transport from one place to another. It's like Star Trek, you know. You say, is that in the Bible? Of course it is. 
I'm not making things up. Go look at Acts. Study the life of Philip. There's a lot of supernatural things. Believers are able to live. They're able to raise the dead. What happened? Well, this is what happened. The Bible tells us that over time, there are those people who are jealous of the freedom of believers. They came back in and they introduced the law to the church. They say it's not enough that Jesus saved you by his grace, but you need to do this, 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 this. You need to pay this, 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 this. And before you know it, the church now mixing law with grace. So in Galatians, Paul the Apostle said to the church, why are you going back to become slaves again? Because they were now practicing all those religious rules and regulations. And so consequently, over the next few couple of thousand years, the church become weak and powerless. But praise God, in this age, day and age, because it's an information age, many believers had come to the realization that the Word of God is true. They don't need to wait for the priest to tell them what is true or not true, because sometimes they lie. I'm sorry if I offend you, but it's true. And they say information is power. That's what they wanted to do. The church wanted to control people, so they tell you you can't read the Bible. Only priests are gifted to understand Bible. And so they perpetuate a lot of lies. Consequently, the church fell into darkness and slavery. But this day, Information Age, we see that many, many amazing miracles are happening, not only in this country, but all over the world. We see that people are being raised from the dead, all by the thousands. I can send you to places that you can actually take scientific measurement of people being raised from the dead and being healed of the deaf and eyes being opened. But it should happen to every believer. The reason it's not happening to all the believers is because they're still living under the bondage of the law. And they're still babes. I'm so glad that last week, a few of you started this process, this, this reading assignment, trying to finish the whole Bible yourself. For within one year, so you, some of you started by starting in Genesis, read four chapters a day. And, what, and some of you are following what I do, two chapters of Genesis, one chapter of Psalms, one chapter of Matthew. The reason is because you want that Word of God, which is a mirror to you, to cause you to make changes to the errors in your life, to add what is missing, to take away what is there. And hopefully that mirror will build you to give you faith so you can understand grace. I'm so glad that you've started going down that road. But as a pastor, it is my job to guide you. And so today is almost like part two. I want to speak more about when you are pursuing the Word of God, you want to be very cautious that you don't waste your time in going down rabbit holes that you shouldn't. I don't know if you understand the title, ABC Infinity. I'm kind of giving it away with the line underneath, learning the basics forever. Infinity is forever, right? Why are you so quiet this morning? I feel so relaxing, you know? I talk so softly, I haven't raised my voice yet, I haven't go, you know? Wait, it's coming. <laughs> so everybody, you know, you don't want to go down the road now. Today, I need you to have an open mind and don't get offended. Even if you disagree what I say, because there's going to be things that I say that's going to poke some of you. 
especially some of us more spiritual ones, it might just go, I need you to give me the grace. If you disagree, love me anyways, yes? We're not tribal, right? You understand what that means? Are you tribal? Don't be tribal. Don't like those Americans. Don't be tribal, okay? Be willing and be open to accept. And you know what? As an adult, you need to know how to separate the meat from the bone. Don't let bone choke you. We'll get to that later, right? So let's get started. Let's go to Hebrews chapter 5. Hebrews chapter 5. And we're going to go through the scripture together. Chapter 5, verse 12. For though by this time you ought to be teachers, you need someone to teach you again in the first principles of the oracles of God. I'm reading from New King James Version. For some of you are a King James fan, here it is, you know. New King James. It's easier to understand than King James. First principles of the oracles of God. And you have come to need milk and not solid food. What he's saying is this is that some of us should be actually grown up already. We've been believers for 5 years, 10 years, 15 years, 20 years, 30 years, 40 years, 50 years. And yet many believers still want milk. They want processed food. They cannot handle solid food. Every time when the solid food is spoken, they disagree and they get choked up and they walk away. They get offended when they should know how to handle solid food, but they choose to drink milk. Now, in this context, you'll learn, it's not just about the law. It's about the basics of even the message of grace. And so they just can't handle anything deeper. So they dwell on the same topic and subject. That's how denomination get built. That's what division get built. They dwell on the same subject over and over again. I'm going to talk about it later on. And some of you are familiar with the Bible. You understand what it is, I'm, where it is I'm going. You've come to need milk, not solid food. You are all Christians. Now, let me tell you this. Fundamental principle, first principle, foundations are important. Touch your neighbor and say foundation is important. Go ahead, touch your neighbor and say foundation is important. Because without foundation, you can't do anything. So don't go, if anybody ever come to you and accuse me, that saying that Pastor Paul said you don't need foundation, you don't need those six things that Hebrew is going to talk about, then they are liar. You can go ahead and slap them and say, you're a liar. Get out in Jesus' name. <laughs> you need foundations. You need absolute foundation. You need the ABCs, otherwise you don't know words, you don't know sentences, and you don't have good grammar. I still don't have good grammar, praise God, but His grace, I'm okay, right? You know, you cannot structure sentence properly and therefore cannot communicate. You need foundation, you need the ABC, but you cannot stay in the ABC. Next verse. For everyone who partakes only of milk, what? Is unskilled. Everybody say unskilled. Unskilled in the word of righteousness, for he is a babe. You know what a babe is, right? A baby. <laughs> right? That's a baby. That, people who are unskilled, in other words, you need processed food. You just want the easy thing. You can only handle the easy thing. 
You want skill. You read Genesis, you know, and you read Numbers. You go, oh, so it's so boring, you know. You don't know how to discern. You don't know how to get revelation out of it. You don't know how to receive from the Lord the revelation. So you are confused. And, and, and the Word of God says, some of you who have been a Christian for a long time, you still need people to explain to you things. You still need to just, just dwell among the basics. And in this context, we're going to talk about the six basic things. So when you study the Word of God, be bold to go into places where you have not been before. I'm talking about in the Word of God. And let the Holy Spirit teach you. Don't be a babe again. Don't be unskilled in the Word of righteousness. It's good to have milk, even as you're older. I still have milk. We learned last week it's milk. It's processed food. He said, what does that mean? It's whole food. It's not processed. No, it's processed food. Milk is actually grass. When you go, you are eating grass. But your body cannot handle grass, and that's why you need the milk to process it for you. I mean, not the milk. The cow to process it for you. Then to have your milk. But you are more mature than that. You can handle whole food. You can handle solid food. You can be skillful in the word of righteousness. Jesus says before he left is that you, have, you will have no need of teacher to teach you anything because the Holy Spirit will show you everything that is of me. And yet many people run around across town or around the globe just depending on it. I'm not, I'm not knocking. You, know, you, you, you still need milk. I, I eat milk. I drink milk this morning. Hello. But if that's my main diet, I'll be very sick and weak. I'll be like ba babies are very weak. Try to do arm wrestling with a baby. You will always win. If not, then I need to pray for you. Something is going on. But you know, you, you, want, you, 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 you are stronger. You can handle more than milk. It doesn't mean that you never drink milk. It doesn't mean that you never listen to a preacher like me. It doesn't mean that you don't go to conference. Go, go for it. But if that's your main diet, you have a problem. You need to be able to sit before the presence of God and understand what it is he's telling you. You know, any teachers to teach you, but the Holy Spirit revealed to you. Don't be dependent on man. Don't be dependent on processed food. Let's go on. Oh, by the way, babe, it's slave, right? Remember that? So if you're still depending on people, if you're still hanging around this sixth principle we're going to talk about, then it shows that you're still a babe. And that's why you cannot seem to harness your authority and the power that has been given to you. But solid food belongs to those who are full age adults. That is those who by reason of use have their senses exercised to discern both good and evil. In other words, those people who have practiced the word, practiced the word in some translation, now they can discern both good and evil. You and I need to practice the Word of God until it becomes second nature to us. The sixth principle we're going to talk about is absolutely critical, but they have to be a second nature to you as opposed to you and I keep dwelling on it over and over and over again. Now, you haven't got that sixth down pad. We're going to go, go over it again. 
Then I encourage you to get it down pat because they had the foundation. Without foundation, you can't build anything. Now let's go to chapter 6, verse 1. Therefore, leaving the discussion of the elementary principle of Christ, let us go on to perfection. We're going on to perfection to become adults now so that you can harness the power of your authority as heir so that you're not as babes. Babes are like slaves. They have no power. Slave and babes, they have to follow rules and have no power. You and I are not called to be slaves and babes, so we don't need rules and laws. Why? Because this should be a second nature to us. For us to keep talking about it and talking about it, it shows us that we're still babes. Now, you need foundation. You absolutely need foundation. I, I, I cannot say this further because I've been accused by people in this church sometimes. They're not here anymore. That I keep on talking. I don't talk about foundation enough because they didn't think it's foundation. They think it's deep words. But this is a foundation stuff. That's why I don't talk about it all the time. Because it's a second nature. Hopefully it's a second nature to you. But you need foundation nonetheless. It's like this. You know, you build a tall building. Some of you engineers, you know, you want to build a tall building. What you need to do is you need to lay the foundation properly. Because if you don't lay the foundation properly, the building is going to go, ooh. But the problem with a lot of Christians is that they spend a whole lifetime just building the foundation. They have wasted the foundation because the foundation is meant to build on something. You know, when you go to you know, kindergarten, not only you learn A, B, C, but you learn one, two, three, four, five. You learn plus and minus in kindergarten. But when you grow older, you don't talk about plus and minus anymore, do you? You talk about plus and minus in high school? Why? Because they are supposed to be part of your foundation. It's already, you need that to learn about division and subtraction, sorry, division and multiplication, and you need to learn about calculus, you know, integration and differentiation or whatever, you know, thing that they have in calculus. You know, I gave it back to my professor already. Praise God. You know, I don't even know what they are anymore. But, you know, you, you, you need all the basic to learn something much sophisticated so they can build something. But if you keep talking about plus and minus and ABC all your life, everything about that would have been useless to you. And so I'm not advocating no foundation. I'm not advocating that we don't talk about the six things we're going to talk about all the time. I'm advocating that if you're new believers, learn the basic, learn the foundation. Go to those fresh start class that Peter is holding at 10 o'clock on Sunday morning and then come to service after that. Go and learn, put the, get the basics down. But please don't stay in the basic. Because you're not called to be babes and slaves. You're called to be adult, full age, full of authority. That you can harness the authority and the power that God has given you. That's why Christians, you know, many Christians, unfortunately, live like the world. In fact, worse than the world. They got all the obligations of the world and still feel very condemned and guilty. Who needs that? God hasn't called us to become slaves. He calls us to become sons and daughters of God. Are you here this morning? So learn to be sons and daughters of God. You just, as you study the word, don't go down the rabbit hole of just one thing, the foundation. So again, not laying again the foundation of them what? 
repentance from dead works. There are people that just like to talk about repentance, repentance, repentance. Oh, you need to repent. Oh, Shanda, you need to repent. Repent, repent, repent. Unfortunately, in churches, most people think repentance is remorseful. Crying and weeping. Oh, God, I'm sorry, I'm sorry. They're useless if you don't change your mind. They're absolutely useless. Don't even try. You see a lot of people, they're being remorseful because they think it's the kind of price they're paying for the sin that they have committed. Honey, you can't pay for the price of the sin that you committed. Your tears will not be enough. Even if you cut yourself and bleed yourself to death, it still won't be enough. You need the grace of God, only the grace of God, and only the blood of Jesus can forgive you. So you can cry all you want. It's useless. It's just for you to feel better about yourself. Repentance is not remorseful. Repentance is change your mind, change your thinking, walk away from sin, walk away from unrighteousness. It ought to be so automatic to you. When it's revealed to you that you're doing something wrong, you change like an adult. You know, when you take a driving lesson, right? You run red lights all the time and the professor said to you or the driver said, the, the teacher said, don't run red lights. What you do? You stop running the red lights, right? Some people who drive these days, I don't know if they take any lessons. You need a lot of grace and patience. But change your mind. When you, it's important to you, hey, change your mind. Don't talk, you know, I notice this. The people who talk about repentance all the time, either they don't understand what it means or that they're struggling with sins over and over and over and over again and they need to keep talking about it. People who talk about repentance all the time, the chances are they are struggling with sin. So that's why they need to talk about it. They think it is by talking about it, it is by being remorseful that's going to change it. No, it's by grace and grace alone. It is the righteousness of God that by faith you acquire it and you have victory through it by faith and by the grace of God. Nothing of your own works. You can do yourself to become holy. Impossible. You need the grace of God. I remember one time, a number of years ago in the 80s, you know, this really famous preacher, you know, he could sing, man, I love it. I would go to his crusade, you know, I would miss weddings. We were, in, we were invited to this Italian and Portuguese wedding, me and my family, you know. And you know, Italian, I love those weddings because the food actually comes midnight, right? You know, they get roast beef and whatever, which is kind of like lame. And then after that, after they have this dance or whatever, and they start pushing out all those seafood, right? All those big seeds, you know, buckets of them. And you know, I was so spiritual, you know, after the roast beef, I decided to leave to go into this crusade of this guy, right? Came home, my sister told me about the amazing meal they have all the way to midnight, you know. But anyways, I used to go, go follow this guy. But he was, he was very judgmental. And he was like, oh, you need to repent from pornography. Pornography is eating America. You need to repent from sexual sin. And then, you know, he, there was this news that another pastor fell because of sexual sin, and he just went at him. He hated him already anyways. They were very competitive. And before you know it, he got caught with prostitutes. I had a friend of mine just visited his old uh, head office. And it was like a little town. They had a little town. It's so big. The head of it, they had a little town, and it's empty there. And the reason he kept talking about it, I really believe, is because he was struggling with this prostitution and pornography. And so he kept talking and talking and talking talk about it. 
Understand what repentance is. Change your mind and move on. If you fall, fall on. Just, just ask God to forgive you and in His grace, stand up again and don't repeat it. Don't dwell in sin. Don't talk about sin. Don't dwell in sin. Don't talk about it. Just move on. Don't keep talking about repentance. People that keep talking about repentance, they always just struggle with sin. Don't, don't, you know, you go to church, sometimes pastors go, oh, repent, repent. They're already preaching to Christians that have been Christian for 20 years. You still go, repent, repent. Come on. It's basic stuff. It's like, you know, in the old days, in the Pentecostal churches, you know, if we don't see tears, it's not real repentance. So you need to squint all those tears out. Oh, Jesus. <laughs> Pretend if you may, lest you be judged of not being sincere. Oh, God. I can do that too. I can pretend. Repentance from dead works should be part of our nature. Don't even talk about it. Moving on to perfection. And a faith towards God. I love faith. I'm a faith guy. I just... Just love faith because faith is powerful. It brings supernatural. You know, I love paying for people. You know, this morning I was telling I was telling somebody, I was telling the congregation, the first congregation, that someone in the first service, you know, he is an older gentleman, he got he got shoulder pain, you know, and uh, I pray for him, and then after the service, I go, How'd it go? He says, Oh, gone. I'm healed. It should be so normal that if people doesn't get healed, it's got to shock us. <gasps> you mean you didn't get healed? As opposed to the other way around these days, right? You mean you get healed, it's like a surprise. Whoa, it actually works. It shouldn't be a surprise. It should be such a normal thing. You're not healed? What? It should be a normal thing. Part of us, second nature to us. Go on, verse 2. I'm almost done. Or other doc- doctrine of baptism. Now, this is easy. We don't talk about it a lot because we just encourage people to get baptized. Hey, listen, if you're born again, even if you're Catholic, you got, you know, you're, you're Christian before, you've got to get baptized. But we don't talk about it all the time because this is basic doctrine. If you haven't been baptized, you need to get baptized. June the 31st. By the way, for those of you, you need to mark June 31st. 30th, sorry. Thank you. June 30th is going to be a rocking day. It's the day before July, the, the 1st of July, which is Canada Day. That will be a long weekend. We'll have baptism in the evening. But there is going to be some surprises that we've, we've planned for you, even in the evening service. We're going to have barbecue. We're going to have revival service. You just, so mark that day, okay? Just don't plan holidays. Don't plan to go away that weekend. Just be here, and you'll be blessed. I guarantee you. I guarantee you. Money back guarantee. You say, is it true? Well, only if true if you give me the money, right? Since it's free, so whatever. It is money back guarantee. Anyways, uh, get, 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 to, get, get to get baptized. But laying of hands. Oh, so many churches don't even talk about it. It should be such a natural thing for us to lay hands on people. You know, every time when people get sick, you shouldn't go, oh, I feel so sorry for you. Are you okay? Can you have some Tylenol? Did you see a doctor? It should be like... Every time when people talk to you, oh, I'm not feeling well. It'd be funny if everybody actually practiced that. It should be second nature. Just every time you see sickness... Right? All of us can do that. 
Do it at home too. The more you practice, the more it becomes part of your nature. You say, Pastor Paul, I'm not qualified. You don't know I have struggles and sin in my life. Hey, listen, man. Listen, listen. God will use you regardless of what's going on in your life because as far as it's concerned, you are cleansed by his blood. Yes, you still struggle. Yes, you still need to be sanctified in your mind, sanctified in your behavior. But as far as your spirit man is concerned, and everything is of the spirit man, by the way, as far as your spirit man is concerned, you are righteous before God. You are cleansed before him. Hallelujah. And that there's nothing you need to earn, then so you are as qualified as the next big evangelist who pray for people to get healed. So yeah, go ahead. <laughs> this, this gentleman that said that he had showed the problem this morning, the first thing I, I did is, how you doing, brother? Is your dad. How you doing, brother? And so I'm good, pastor. I said, are you healthy? Yes, but you're on my shoulder. And if you ask him later on, I just, Shandai, be healed in Jesus' name. I didn't even ask for permission. I mean, this day you can go to jail for that. But anyways, if you do it gently, you know, maybe ask for us, can I pray for you? And then you do this. Don't feel sorry for people. It doesn't do anything for them. Are you here this morning? It doesn't do, even, oh, I'm just, come on. Bring solution, healing, and resurrection of the dead. It should be so normal. You know, it shouldn't just be Heidi Baker that can report thousands of people get raised from the dead in Mozambique of all the places. It should happen in Toronto. Come on. Come on, we have to believe and contend for that. Can I have an agreement this morning? The guy said that's basic stuff. When was the last time you raised people from the dead? Now understand that in context, it's also talking about resurrection of the dead of the saints. You know, the Jewish people from the, the Old Testament to, to New Testament, the resurrection, Jesus, you know, they, they're familiar with the concept of resurrection. But when, when Mary was having a conversation with Jesus, or Martha was having a conversation, conversation with Jesus about her brother Lazarus, you know, and she thought Jesus had meant that, oh, you know, I know in the last day of the resurrection, you know, he'll be raised from the dead. But Jesus said, I am the resurrection. You don't have to wait to the last day if you have the faith to believe it. It should be such a normal thing. What do you mean? He, he didn't get raised from the dead? Come on. You know, resurrection of the dead happens even way before the New Testament. You know, in the Old Testament, the people got raised from the dead. You say, is it true? It's true, absolutely. You know, the, the dry bones of Elisha, or the bones of Elisha. People threw a dead body over it, and the dead body got raised from the dead. Wow. That's pretty cool. Even dead bone can raise people from the dead. But they ought to be a basic thing. All this we talk about ought to be so basic that we don't dwell on it. It should be second nature to us. And then we move on to deeper things of God. Eternal judgment. I know believer loves to talk about eternal judgment. I know some Christians, some preachers always like to talk about eternal judgment. Oh, you better watch out. Jesus is coming back soon and you're going to get burned. Fire, it's going to burn you. They like to talk about scary stuff as if they can scare people into the kingdom of God. Listen, you're going to win people by love because people are getting smarter these days. 
They're not child anymore. You can't scare them of anything. The only thing that will bring people into the grace and salvation of God is the love of Jesus. So by pronouncing judgment of people, you are not going anywhere. But there are people that just keep on hanging on it. You know, we know the, 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 we know the concept of eternal judgment. We know that already. Everybody out there know that already. You see, they don't know. Oh, they know. There's enough media talking about it, enough movies talk about it, that every Tom, Dick, and Harry would know what eternal judgment is. Flame and fire. They make movies out of it. What do you mean they don't know? But these are basic things. I know Christians like to be entertained with all this scary stuff, you know, second coming, all that. I like to talk about too. You know, Jesus said this. No, 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 sorry, John the Beloved said, he that has this hope of his second coming, purify himself. We have to have this hope. I'm not saying we shouldn't have this hope. I'm not saying we shouldn't be talking, we, we shouldn't believe that there is eternal judgment. There is. But it's a basic thing. Everybody say basic thing. It's an elementary principle of the oracle of God. They are foundational. It's got to be a part of you rather than the conversation you have. God wants something that is much deeper, more powerful, that you can have a conversation with. And incidentally, this scripture, Hebrews, follow the chapter 5 and 6, follow from chapter 4. When he is trying to tell people about the different order come from the different priesthood. In other words, when King Melchizedek, he was, uh, he was, he was around, they didn't have any Levitical law. They have this priesthood that is under the order of Melchizedek, and so they don't have law or whatever. But when God brought in the law, he needs to bring in something new, something called the Levitical priesthood. That's the priesthood that law was under. But when Jesus came, he was trying to explain to them that, hey, with new priesthood and with Jesus, the old law doesn't apply anymore. He was trying to explain that to them. And then he said, well, I can't really teach you that because you're so dull of hearing. you like thick in the skull. Why? Because you keep talking about the basic stuff. I can't bring you in every further away because you have so much more. God has so much more for every single one of us. And yet many believers, after 20 years as a believer, still talking about this. As though it's very spiritual. And so they, they go down the rabbit hole of the doctrine of baptism. You know, there are theological classes that debate about doctrine of baptism for the whole semester. Are you serious? There are churches still splitting hair on laying on of hands. Oh, I don't know. Maybe you shouldn't. Basic stuff. You and I are called to come out of the basic. Touch your neighbor and say, come out of the basic. Come out of the basic. Don't stay in the fundamental. Get into deep stuff. God wants, now, don't go deep for deep sake. There are people that are pursuing theology that really has nothing to do with living a better, more victorious life. It's just information. Information is a form of entertainment, by the way. That's why you know, the information galore. I sometimes read a lot of useless information just for entertainment, right? I, you know, if you, if you go on YouTube, you get all kinds of information you can get, right? I was, I was sharing with you, you know, they'd be surprised. People love the theory of flat earth. And there's still people believe the earth is flat and there are millions of subscribers to those crazy wonkers. 
<laughs> if, I have forg- if you are a flat earth believer, I am so sorry. <laughs> Friends, earth is not flat. Anyway, so <laughs> information is entertaining, but don't pursue information only. Pursue something that will build your life, build your faith. Make you to become heir, full heir of God. And that you can be like sons and daughters of the Most High that you're meant to be. Don't let guilt, condemnation, shame, judgment, all those things to pull you down. You have been called to be like God. Be like God. Don't be Christians only. Be like God. In fact, Christians actually is follower of Christ. What did Christ do? He multiplied food. We have people in this church testify that they multiply food. I haven't asked for permission. That's why I couldn't mention her name. One time their finances were struggling. She had guests over and had just a little to eat. And she believed in God and it was enough for all the guests and leftover. It can happen. God has called you to a deeper thing. His grace is not so that you can just be a religious Christian. It will be such a waste of grace. His grace is for you to be so much more. So much more. Can you imagine you have the authority? You have the authority to command sickness to go away. You know, you have authority to call in your provision, glory to God. You have the authority to bind the sickness, to drive out demons. You have the authority. You do. But many of us are still babes. That's what we like slave, following rules with no power. Many religious Christians, unfortunately, in that world. I want to encourage you. Again, a child and a slave, they follow rules and laws, but they have no power. A son or a daughter that have full inheritance, joined heir with Jesus, had come into his maturity, don't need to follow rules, but have all the power, all the authority.